So we got Amy back. Yeah. Hey, we're not the He-Man Woman Haters Club anymore. <laughs> Ricky's here as usual. Hello, hello. And we got Stuart. On your own. And it's me, Colin. And we're here to talk about stuff again. Just, just, just because. Potentially Ricky's last like one. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be Ricky's last one. No. For a while. Skype exists. I told you not to break that up. Skype does exist. Skype does exist. <laughs> He may sound shitty in future yeah. podcasts. I'll sound like a robot. Yeah. And you'll be a couple of seconds behind when we ask you a question. And I guarantee, I guarantee we'll have that moment where we go, oh, Ricky's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have Somebody to, dialed Ricky back in. Then we'll have to edit him back in. It's like, oh, he's back. You're going to have a lot of editing work in the future. Yeah, well, I've already had my trial by fire for That's, as far as editing goes. Uh, <laughs> <that's so laughs> mm-hmm. Well... Oh, we get stuck in then. So we're going to go over, as usual, stuff we've been doing recently. Amy, I don't think you should go through everything you've done yeah. since the last podcast. <laughs> be here a while. Um, so would it, uh, read anything interesting or watch anything? Um, I'm currently reading The Magicians by Liv Gossman, is it? There's a new sci-fi show, The Magicians, and it's based on the books. So I was like, I'll read the books. And they're not great. <laughs> it's like I was told it's like uh, adult Harry Potter or it is it's just like Harry Potter with sex mm. so instead of being a secondary school it's a uh, college and it's literally the same it's Harry Potter and they keep on making reference to these books that he was obsessed with when he was a teenager and I'm like that's Harry Potter though <laughs> I have heard the, the point made about the Harry Potter stuff is like these kids are teenagers, and when they get up to you know the sort of late they, teens there, and they still have no interest. They should in be yeah. the back. He's like finger on his shoulder. He's like, dude, where's all the hormones? At? <laughs> like he has There's his first no- kiss when he's like fifteen or something. That's a big like scandal. It's all realistically, what British children are doing at that stage is not. They should be. They should be fucking. Where's Stephen Where's drinking all- strongbow? <laughs> where's White all- Lightning? <laughs> No, that wasn't Strabo, it was White Lightning. Where's all the Hogwarts team pregnancies? (laughs) Maybe magic is just a really good contraception. I was just about to say, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. See Cassandra Clow's books and the Shadowhunters, they actually have, like, they've written it up, it's like how they're not pregnant, and they've got, like, a special spell we cast. And this is, like, a teen fiction book, like a modern day one. I think, like, Harry Potter, maybe in the 90s, things were more innocent. (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe we're just dirty. Yeah. There is that. We're just funny teenagers. That's like your, that's the, as you said yourself, hormones. Doesn't even matter if they were getting up to the stuff. They were certainly thinking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially at a boarding school. Because let's mm-hmm. face it, that's what Hogwarts is. Mm-hmm. It's a boarding school. You're not going to a different school to find a wee girl to go away. A co-ed boarding school? A co-ed, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which I well, don't think yeah. exists. Yeah. <laughs> You know the first spell all them boys were looking up is how to make my cock massive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first spell all them kids were looking at. Oh, no, this boy's yes, this one got trained this one night. The books, the magicians, it's okay. Not great. It's very American. 
As much as I love Harry Potter, and I do think J.K. Rowling is a very good oh, writer, favorite book of all time, like, seriously. One of my big, it's, it kind of annoys me, is her. How can I put it? Um, when she write when she tries to write um, teenage dialogue at a I think more so in the films the dialogue then comes across as really stilted which was so stupid like the part where uh, I can't Jenny, remember Jenny when he's just getting them like, like zip up her back or something uh, no, like just... there's a part that always stands out to me it's when I can't remember what film it is um, I think it's actually the first one um, Ron's in the like the infirmary the hospital and Harry's there he's all like alright Ron alright Harry it's like oh my god I was just cringing over there so it was um, neither of them insult each other's mothers no, no. it's just, just should not, be <laughs> alright that, that was just my like impression of British children were like yeah. English children <laughs> <laughs> you tell me through all those Harry Potter films, not one person turned around the other and went, fucking chippy. <laughs> no, Lee Golden and the Fred, the, like Fred and George, they did swell, but it was like bleeped out. Oh. Do you remember Mrs. McGonagall kept on, sick, Professor McGonagall kept on taking the mic away from Lee Golden when he was doing the commentary? Yeah. Like, you only can't use that language. Ah, right. But yeah, it is a, like a young adult book, so they can't really have swearing to some yeah. extent. Anything else besides reading The Magician? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I'm also reading The Diary of Anne Frank because I'm going to Holland in like a week and a bit. Uh-huh. You watching anything good at the moment? That uh, sounds no, like a leading I just, question. I just binge watched The Hundred and I, I just got to the stage. I've actually heard that's quite good. Oh, it is, it's really good. But I just got to that episode where the thing happened. Is that where everyone lost their shit because they killed off a lesbian girl? Yes, I, I literally got to that episode and I was like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I didn't know it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know lesbians were immortal. <laughs> They're not allowed to die. Yeah. Oh, but she was such a good character. They just didn't need to kill her. Yeah, but that's that's how you make your viewers sad. Oh, so there is <laughs> kill a character they the, like. There is like a history that they do tend to kill off a lot of lesbians. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, remember when they killed oh, off Willow's girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. I really liked her. You like Tara? No one liked Tara. Come on. Oh, I loved her. I, I felt I really identified that, with that. That season, <laughs> was, that was season six. That was the season that I really enjoyed the most. With uh, what was her name? What do you call the big bad in them? Uh, Glory? Be. Glory. I love that season. And that was the season that sort of Tara was a bit more yeah. of a prominent character. Um, yeah. yeah. I like Tara. Totally. So there is a history of it. But yeah. I think they talked about killing off a lesbian in Elwood. It's like, if you're going to kill off anybody, it's going to be a lesbian because of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, there's a lot of lesbians. lesbians and yeah, all the whole lesbians? thing is they never revealed who killed her. Like, they just finished the series and never revealed who done it. Uh, yeah, I was watching that, but I, uh, I got to like episode nine and then stopped because it was heartbroken. But it is really good. And they're still on the first season at the moment. They're still no, on the third season. Third, third? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it took two and a half seasons to kill the lesbian, and now everyone's in uproar. Yeah, literally, okay. like the whole internet just went crazy. Oh dear. She was so beautiful, though. She was gorgeous. Like they literally, they they fucked. 
and then she died seconds later. <laughs> like literally the whole three, like the seasons had been building up to them getting together, and they finally did it, and then she died. Was it like a gruesome death, or was it just short and no, to the point? It was just short and to the point. Like you do, they, they actually, got out of bed. She opened the door and was shot. Like you do have a, a point here. This reminds me of something. Batwoman. Okay. So uh, the Batwoman um, is a lesbian. And um, oh, for a minute there, I was thinking of Batgirl. No, not like, Batgirl. Batwoman. Like, red hair. She got shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. Batwoman. She's a lesbian. Um, what's her name again? Barbara Keane. No, Cassandra Keane. Cassandra Keane. No. No, that's the other Batgirl. It's a different Keane. It's Catherine Keane. Catherine Keane. Kate. I guess Kate Keane. Uh, well, whatever. Can't remember. Batwoman. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, she's a, a lesbian, and then um, she was in a long-term relationship with a detective, and eventually they were they were going to get married, uh-huh. and then DC suddenly said, and, like they, they had built up to it in the story, and then DC yeah. said, well, nope, we're not doing that. Like, oh, That's no. where the writer and the artist left, yeah. um, out of, they, they refused to write anymore. Because well, you're not going to let us do that, and then they, they came out with a statement saying it's it's got nothing to do with a you know a gay wedding or anything like that. We're not against that. It's it's because superheroes aren't allowed to be happy, which is a bit weird. Yeah, yes, but Superman has been married to Lois Lane, and you know, yeah. and is now currently banging Wonder Woman, and he seems pretty happy about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it was like 156 dead lesbians and bisexual characters on TV in the past, like. <laughs> Hang on, you have to you have to think though. How many of those characters are good guys? All of them. Well. No, I can give you a bad guy like lesbian who deserved it. <laughs> no, seriously, have you, have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy? No. There no. is a lesbian detective who fucks over one of the nicest characters in the show called Opie, and Opie gets her his revenge because she basically make she basically was responsible for Opie's wife's death. Yeah. And in like the third season. They basically get her into a car and Opie's sitting on the back seat and he's all, put your hands on the wheel. You're going to feel what she felt. Put your hands on the back wheel. And you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, shoot the bitch, Opie. This woman's giving you trouble for three fucking seasons, you lovely, handsome, bearded bastard. <laughs> I imagine there's more to that character than just being a lesbian. Oh, it's just a fortune. She's a scumbag police detective who's framing people. Like, she kills her own partner. <laughs> to be felt in this list, they include Xena. <laughs> what? That's, that's not, a retroactive lesbianism. That's a f- that I I think she's lesbian due to fucking fa- fan demand fiction. Yeah. She is now officially lesbian. Like well, is she, she, she dead? dead? Like, if you, yeah, she got beheaded. That honest. show is fucking terrible. Though. Oh no, I loved it. <laughs> Wait, Zena died at the end of her own TV show. Yeah. Hercules, the legendary. That's, oh, yeah, that, that, that's oh, no. worse. That was way better. Oh, no, and you cannot like, tell me that Hercules and um, <laughs> <laughs> like as much as people said that Zena and Gabrielle Gabrielle were lesbians. They literally were. Hercules, the legendary journeys. Fucking Hercules and Aeolus were definitely gay. But they didn't actually. They weren't canon or whatever. What about but Zena? it's only been confirmed that Zena was a canon lesbian from this it? new season. It was what? only. It was heavily hinted at. No, what new season? They literally made out and slept together, and like when they were dying, they like, doesn't mean you're a lesbian. Because you're <laughs> 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 
Guys, it's a both Xena and Hercules had Bruce Campbell in them, so they're all right by me. They played the same character. Yeah. Wait a minute! Why didn't Hercules and Xena ever get together? No, those crossovers. No, I mean, why didn't they ever hook up? Because so she was a lesbian, he was gay. gay. <laughs> but you know, well, she's she's <laughs> but to be fair, it's Greek. And everyone was fucking oh, everyone. Yeah. Everybody was Ancient buying at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that horrible film Troy with Angelina Jolie. Just everybody really. Yeah. Was it Brad Pitt was in it and Orlando Bloom. And Colin Farrell. I thought that was a documentary oh, no, about Alexander. I think oh, yeah, yeah. I think it makes sense. That was equally bad. Yeah. I can see what like oh he has this. Brad thing. Jones, the wrestler, was in it. Not Brad Jones. That's not a wrestler. Oh, that's a. That's a. That's a fucking virtual fighter character. Okay. Um, no, what do you call a really big Australian what, what wrestler? What are you about? Big Australian wrestler? Um, Troy? Troy? Troy. Aye. Big Australian wrestler? And as Brad Pitt just stabs him in the neck. Is it not Kurgan? No, you're thinking a 300. Yeah. No, but it's... Kurgan was on a few... In the shamed head, he was Australian. He was legit in prison for a while. And then he was a wrestler in WWE. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. But, uh, like, in Troy, Brad Pitt was all, ooh, I'm a smouldering, gorgeous man, but he was totally gay because he was Achilles. And then Alexander, they were, well, they were quite gay in the show, in the film. Right. I never knew Troy was an actual movie. I thought it was just Brad and Angelina's fucking wedding video. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Jones. Okay. You never heard of him? Okay. Falls on Well, that's yeah, good point because he did nothing. But there you go. He was like, oh, I remember someone else I'm watching. The new series of Outlanders. I tend to watch that. I must give that a go. They're very good things. It is good. It kind of, although it is technically described as a sci fi because she like time travels and stuff, it is like a historical show because it is historically correct. Sci fi period drama. Yeah. Sci-fi period drama. I like that. I like. I know so much about Scottish history now. <laughs> 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 like well, than Irish history. So this is like you're sort of just you're doing a wee bit of research before you move. Yeah. It's like I've watched fucking Outlander. <laughs> Outlander. I know all this shit. Uh, I know all, all the about the Jacobites. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But I, that's what well, I like Hellraiser. No, wait, that's Jacobites. Oh, <laughs> 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 okay. Ricky, what have, what have you been? Um, this month I have been mostly listening to Bad Religion. Hopefully, going to go see them in Glasgow during the summer. They are playing with the Offspring. Should be a friggin' great. That'll be a fun <laughs> gig. Just a side. Bad Religion <laughs> and the Offspring should be a great wee gig. Um, yeah, they're they've there's three of their albums that are just absolute standouts. There's uh, Suffer, No Control, and Against the Grain. Amazing albums. Um, in terms of what I've been reading, I got a new book there uh, called Pearson by Ryu Mirakami, um, Japanese author. <clears throat> very, very short book. Is that the author of One Q84? No. 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 Um, very, very short book. Um, no, there's not an awful lot of violence in the book but I have never read something that has put me on edge as much as this book has basically it's about this guy that has the undying urge to pierce the flesh 
of his newborn child with an ice pick. Now, obviously this is crazy. He realises this is crazy. So he concocts a plan to uh, kidnap a prostitute and do it to her. But in his research, he, he's, he reads a, a magazine article um, where he finds out that apparently if you cut an Achilles tendon, whenever it snaps, it's actually so loud it sounds like a gunshot. Why are you telling me? There is an awful lot of talking of about the cutting of Achilles tendons in this book. Um, oh my God, whenever I finished reading it, I didn't want anybody to look at me, let alone touch me. I felt just so on edge. Now, as I said to you, in terms of acts of violence in this book, there's actually very, very little that happens. Mm. I've, I've read books, I've watched films where there's much more violent acts in it. Like, the, the two acts of violence in this book are fairly low-key, but it's what is talked about, and it's how everything is built up. Mm-hmm. My God, I just... How old is this book? That, I'm not too sure. I'm just wondering, did Eli Roth read this before he made Hostel? <laughs> Eli Roth can't read. Oh, no. Like, he may, but... He didn't do it anywhere um, near the justice. Hostel is... But everyone remembers that, that Achilles yeah. scene in Hostel. Hostel is almost the polar opposite right. of this. Whereas in Hostel, it's all shown. Uh, in this, it's more... Not even hinting about what happens. It's talking about what might happen. Hmm. It's not even like... It's you know what I mean? It's kind of fetishizing it in a different way whereas yeah like you know the way in Reservoir Dogs there's the scene where Mr. Blonde cuts the guy's ear off but you don't see it yeah you just see him screaming it's not even that because very little actually happens it's just the oh yeah this is what I'm going to do to you and this is how I'm going to do it I'm going to do it I'm going to oh no wait no I'm not going to do it I'm going to do it and it's like oh my god go just do it just (laughs) fucking get it over with Um, so yes that oh that put me on edge so it did Um, a couple of of new comics I've been reading sorry before Um, you move on there what did you say what the author was called again uh, Ryu uh, Murakami M-E-R-A-K-A-M-I because the, the author I was thinking is Haruki Murakami mm. <laughs> oh well, there you go <laughs> okay a um, couple of new books or a couple of new comics I've been reading um, I slightly touched on them in the last podcast there was uh, Black Panther mm-hmm. by Tanisi Coates Brian Stelfreeze and Laura Martin uh, Moon Knight by Jeff Lemire Greg Smallwood and Jordi Belair uh, Black Panther it's I'm, re- I'm, I'm starting to get on it. The first issue felt very impenetrable. And I think the reason for that was because Tanahisi Coates is a huge Black Panther fan. And this book is for huge Black Panther fans. So there's like, oh, there's this character that appeared in one issue from the 70s. You know, it's not it's not holding your hand. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm on the second issue, I'm sort of starting to process Weevil, what's going on. I'm starting to enjoy it. The art uh, from Brian Selfries and Laura Martin, absolutely gorgeous. You're really, really, really beautiful. Then there's uh, Moon Knight, 
You're a big Moon Knight fan. I love Moon Knight, sorry. This book is... I really, really enjoyed it at the minute because it starts out, uh, Mark Spector, Moon Knight, is in a mental asylum. And you're kind of led to believe that his past as Moon Knight never happened. It was all in his head. But then you start to see, he starts to have visions of meeting Conchu, the god, god of the moon, who'd given him his powers. And Conchu's telling him, no, this is this is all like evil gods making you think this, you know, you are Moon Knight. Um, so it's, uh, I've currently just got to the part where he meets a lot of his supporting cast mm. in the insane asylum. There are also patients there. This is a new... New book, yeah, yeah. This sounds very similar to, I think it was about five or six years ago, The Darkness did something like this, where hmm. it started off, Jackie was doing a, a job, and he gets shot in the head, and he wakes up in an insane asylum, yeah. and he, and they're trying to, all his, all his old gangster buddies, they're yes. all patients and stuff. Oh, right, this also sounds like an episode of Buffy, where she gets stabbed by a demon and wakes up in an insane asylum. <laughs> Well, it's a fairly well-used trope. <laughs> but if done well, it is fucking excellent. So I, I know what you mean when you're like, oh, there's, 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 there's. Yeah, the, like, it's just a really, really cool book. The, I want to say dream sequences when he's talking to Conchie, mm. uh, Greg Smallwood, has art is just on point. Like, um, yeah, it's can't recommend it enough. Also, uh, Probably one of my favourite ongoings at the moment is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by Kyle Higgins, Henry Prasatya and uh, Matt Herms. It's... I, I fucking love Power Rangers. I, it's big and it's stupid and it's friggin' giant robots fighting giant monsters. It just ticks all my boxes. I love it. But... What a really uh, basically the whole premise behind this is it's set shortly after Tommy the Green Ranger um, joins the team. Now, if you remember anything about the the original show, Tommy came about. Um, Rita basically created him um, as the Green Ranger. He was there to fight the Power Rangers, but he broke away from Rita's mind control. And then joined the Power Rangers mm. to, to fight Rita. In the TV show, that was kind of all done and dusted in like two episodes. It was like, oh, Tommy's a Power Ranger now. You know, it's all it's all great. Whereas in the comic, it really goes into sort of like, well, you know, what actually happened there? And like, Tommy, he, he keeps having visions of Rita and he's really struggling uh, with them because they become more and more powerful. Um, and he... He loses control of the Dragon Zord and things like that there. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy about the book as well is you see stuff happening that you never got to see in the, the TV show because obviously budget restraints and all that. Kind of like, restraints and all that there. Like, for instance... Um, show has already been made and we're using footage from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, for instance, there's a part where there's a giant monster and you've got the, the Megazord, you've got the Dragonzord, and they're fighting the monster. And it's at this point where Tommy loses control of the Dragonzord a bit. The Dragonzord's tail hits a bridge. The bridge starts to crumble. So Jason, the Red Ranger, basically tells Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, is like, you have to go help them. So... 
the her, the pterodactyl dinosaur like detaches from the chest of the megazord and flies off and it does its bit and it props up the bridge and all, which you never got to see stuff like that. It's good to see like the actually use the individual yeah. swords because that never happened. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, immediately yeah. combine and use the the kill everything sword. Yeah. <laughs> Push the kill button. And then there's a part where <laughs> so long, um, <laughs> uh Tommy and Trini are in the command center and. Rita basically has taken control of the dragon sword and sends it to the command center they attack it and so Tommy and Trini they, they get under their, their Power Rangers duds and they go out and Tommy's trying to take control of the dragon sword but it won't listen to him so Trini just summons the Sabertooth Tiger dinosaur and it's just the, the Sabertooth Tiger sword fighting the dinosaur it's like he just he never got to see stuff like this in the cartoon and or not the cartoon, the TV show, sorry. And that's what I love about it. You're getting to see stuff that you never got to see. And then there's a backup strip with Balkan Skull, which is amazing. They've ki- they kidnapped a potty patroller to release. Oh, God. Uh, so they could then beat it up so they would look good in front of Trini and Kimberly. <laughs> so, um, I thought that was going to a dark place. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's really cool. Um, have, you, have you ever considered, like, even for that specific series looking up the, the Sentai version of it. So I don't know if people know this, but the, all the Power Rangers, um, they are like a localization of a, a show, a Japanese show called Sentai. Yeah. Um, so all the action stuff is, is footage taken from those and then when you see people without the helmets on, it's... Yeah. It's oh, it's, a, it's hilarious when you're watching because even just the quality of the cameras used, you can tell, it's like, America, right, now we're in Japan, uh, back to America this is Japan like I remember whenever I I'm currently sort of re-watching through the series whenever I first watched the, the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, in the very first episode there's a part where like they shrink down a space shuttle and it's flying through the streets and it's supposed to be California but it's like there's an awful lot of Japanese people live in California <laughs> <laughs> well maybe they're in San Francisco and Japan maybe maybe um Last last comic I want to mention is Civil War 2. Issue 0 just came out this week uh, by Brian Michael Bendis, Olivier Quapel, and Justin Ponzer. Who fell out this time? Right. Basically, um, from, from the little I've read so far, it seems to be... Although I know the two main antagonists uh, are Captain Marvel on one side and Iron Man on the other... Just going from the first issue, or why they call it issue zero, Mm. we'll see what the actual proper first issue is like. It seems more like Captain Marvel and She-Hulk. So basically how it starts, it's in um, She-Hulk's, she's an attorney, so she is, and she's in court and she's defending one of her clients. Now her client was a supervillain called the Jester. Now the reason he's in court um, is... He was... The Jester? Entrapped. Really? Yeah, the Jester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Z-level villain. Yeah. Um, now, any of the crimes that he had committed previously, he's been arrested, he served his time for. Yeah. This time around, he was he was out with a few of his old buddies from the crime side of life. Yeah. And they were just talking about the good old days. But one of them was like an FBI informant and was like, ah, see... He's talking about doing stuff again, you know, um, so that's why he gets arrested. And the whole She-Hulk's entire argument is, you can't be arresting someone 
for talking about what they've done. For what they have done. This guy hasn't committed a crime. Any crimes he has committed, he's already gone to jail for. So he's already paid. Mm. Um, so, unfortunately, he gets arrested. So he, or not, not arrested. He was already arrested. He goes to prison. So he does. Um, then it goes to Captain Marvel. And basically, she's she's fed up with chasing after criminals for crimes they've already committed. Mm. She wants to be more proactive. Um, Is it going by the thing like, oh, it's fucking Doc Ock again and he's doing the same yeah, shit yeah. he's done. Why do I keep doing this over and over so, again? So, as far as I can see, they're building up the whole should we be it's almost like a minority report type thing Aye. can you arrest someone for a crime that they've not yet committed that, um, that's really tough because I really like Captain Marvel I know <laughs> yeah, I like, really like, don't agree with her no it's like I, I love Captain Marvel she's one of my favourite characters but it's like Carl I'm sorry here but you're I, a mental I can't agree with your your viewpoint <coughs> here um, Marvel really pushing Cap, Cap, yeah. Captain I mean, Marvel like, she's got her own book she's in A-Force um, she's in Ultimates she's clearly the main character in Civil War she seems to be like uh, a main part of Marvel's more diversifying themselves yes like they're pushing forward her as like this like they're, yeah. they're big female yes lead. I definitely think in terms of sort of a strong female cast Marvel have done a fantastic job I mean they've got A-Force which is an all female book you some fantastic characters in there like She-Hulk Medusa Captain Marvel Dazzler Nika Minoru, um, like they've got a lot of female-led books. You know, Captain Marvel, as I said, has her own book. You've got Black Widow. You've got Ms. Marvel, Spider Woman, Silk, Spider Gwen. Loads and loads of female-led books, and for the most part, they're all fantastic. Scarlet Witch as well. Scarlet Witch is really, really good. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of just terrific female-led stuff coming from Marvel. So can I just point out, so the, the idea that it's going to be like a, a minority report. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if everyone thought like Big Frank, there would be no repeat redefend, uh, offenders. Oh, I would imagine Frank would be 100% on Carl's side here. I imagine so. <laughs> Is she talking about arresting them? Probably not talking about killing them, though, no. Yeah, no Probably not. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Frank would be on Carl's side, but I don't think Carl would be on Frank's side. Um, It'd be like Captain America all over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank would get beat up by Carl Danvers. And he wouldn't stand a chance at them. No, even less of a chance. I, mean, I have no idea about Captain Marvel. So yeah, I mean, she's got awesome powers. Uh, There's a part in it where... It, I'm not sure if it's... I think it's bulletproof. Too. Or if it, they did a free comic sure. book day book um, the tied into it and um, Thanos comes down and tries to steal a cosmic cube and he gets a shite knocked out of him. I mean, you have, you've got War Machine there, you've got Captain Marvel, you've got a bunch of Inhumans, you've got friggin' Human Torches there. Oh, they just knock the fuck out of him because they knew he was going to be there oh, all right. because there's a new uh, this is something I never mentioned there's a new Inhuman um, called Ulysses I believe and basically Ulysses. his power is he can see the future and I, he, I think he's going to be a huge well, he's gonna, part uh, of this um, award. but yeah yeah. so so far it seems much better than the original 
wasn't a fan of the original really yeah oh jeez I, I loved the original I enjoyed it yeah I didn't enjoy it because at no point whenever I was reading it was I like oh whose side am I on uh, it's always on tabs. Yeah, the pony side. All oh, right, did you, did you want like the to be torn? Uh, yeah, but the, like if you look at the, the Civil War, the movie, yeah, I was like, ah, who's sideable? On cap side. I know I was yeah. still on cap side, but it wasn't <laughs> like it went like at the, at the beginning. I was like, well, no, Tony Stark's Tony, Tony's yeah. got a Tony's got a point here. And when you saw it from Tony's point of view, he didn't know all the stuff that was going on in his cap. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's. Kind of Another thing, so you played the first Dark Souls. Oh yeah, how'd that go? That's not going too badly actually. Um, I'm very, I'm not very far. I think I'm just, I'm just on the undead bird, so I'm uh, not very far at all. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky. <laughs> tricky, tricky. That's a nice <laughs> I wouldn't say it's super hard as long as you're not being stupid. The points where I was dying was I was sort of trying to achieve a certain thing, yeah, and I was more trying to be, trying to be all fancy. I like, like, like I was really trying to kneel, parian and repost. No, and no, it's not happening. I'm just going to hold my shield up and then whack on it. So, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like once I really sort of like right, I'm being serious now. I'm going to actually try. Mm. I have an awful lot of all. Yes, there was parts where it's like, oh god, I'm getting a wee bit overwhelmed with the enemies. But yeah, not not too bad so far. Not That's one of the things you'll find out. You haven't really done much annoying bosses, but Dark Souls no. does this wonderful thing with bosses where you talk about being overwhelmed. Is like you notice there's been no music. No, yeah, that's true. Um, when you get to the boss, they just hit you with this big bombastic music, and everything's just in your face. And you're panicking. You don't know what direction <laughs> you get killed. That's oh, what <laughs> pretty much happens every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyone I can get playing a Souls game. Then. <laughs> Speaking of getting people to play Souls games, too. Well, I have been getting acquainted with a very old friend. You haven't really, though. Yes, I have. It's not really, though. He is a very <laughs> old friend, and it's great to have him back in my life. And his name is Doom Guy. <laughs> and he is fucking epic! So I've been playing Doom, obviously. Obviously, and, yeah. And, and I don't know where some of the multiplayer hits coming from, and I don't really care. Fuck those people. The campaign is what Doom's all about. Listen, yeah, Doom is... It, may, it did invent Deathmatch, but it's... It didn't... Perfected. Yeah, Doom's always been about the single player. And the single player is incredible. It is so fast. I mean, after years and years and years of playing the likes of Battlefields and Call of Duties and things like that, here comes this game that goes, Hi, see this taking cover shit? Get they fuck. Get stuck in there. See that shotgun? Point it in this guy's face. Point blank. Uh, pull the trigger. Rip his guts out. Stand his head. And you'll get rewarded with health. Yeah. And it's like... The, the little I played of it... I was, I like I played Doom, but I was surprised at how quick it was because it doesn't like it. It looks like it could just be any other modern shooter. I think Doom's faster. The original Doom, it's it's actually quicker. I, I, I feel oh, like classic I Doom. Feel like original Doom is quicker. Than oh, you probably would be right if you hold down the sprint button in classic Doom. It is far faster. Oh, but I I mean like compared to like. 
know your Call of Duties. Ah, you can purchase. Oh yeah, yeah. You like it, but and I think because it looks like it could be just another modern shooter, it's that's where I was getting surprised with with the speed because mm. it was like, oh crap, this is really like bouncy and fast. And I thought like, I play it. It's like you just fall into it so easily though. It's like yeah. you're all right, just straight in. I'm I'm side straightening around things yep. and just it's yep. it's like something you've missed. Yeah. I've got my shotgun back and I'm happy. Yeah, do you ever play Bulletstorm? I love Bulletstorm. Bulletstorm is great fantastic. Game. Great game. I think people always forget about Bulletstorm. I've never got a sequel. I always forget about Bulletstorm. That's so good. Yeah. It's like the best Duke Nukem game ever made. Do you know what was a damn shame about Bulletstorm though? It had no local multiplayer. That game would have been amazing with local multiplayer. That a co-op, you think? That a co-op on it would have been fantastic. Mm. So it would have been... But um, the, the the thing I absolutely love, I've been dicking around with the multiplayer a wee bit, and that's all well and good. But I'm in lovely snap map. I'm okay. in lovely snap map. I played a level today called Mancubus Mayhem, where I was a mancubus, okay. and I had to get out where all these doom guys were coming at me. But the doom guys had a thousand percent health, so I was just blasting away at these doom guys, and it was fucking. And you're this big, slow, heavy mancubus, and then I played another one where I was a baron of hell, and I had turned on the devil, so all the other demons were trying to kill me, and it was it was so good. And then I, I was playing at Harvest Doom, Harvest Doom, like Harvest Moon, <laughs> Harvest Moon, only Harvest Doom, and it's a big hell knight salesy things at the shop. And it's, <laughs> fucking class this big hell knight just comes walking out behind the tunnel and he sells his shit and then I was playing Splatoon which was good crack what was it like a Splatoon yes so every time I kill a demon it, it bled yellow and the other players were blue red and purple so I had to kill as many demons as I could and make yellow blood everywhere and they were doing the same thing and then I was playing Rock Band in Doom what? Rock Band Doom is amazing fun. So the demons are coming at you and they're walking down and you ha- they've only got like 1% health okay. and you have to shoot them when they step on the line. Right. And you play the song. Okay. But as the drum solo kicks in, the demons start running quicker and quicker. And all you've got to pistol, so you're like pop, 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 pop. And I played Smoke on the Water in Doom today. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. It was, that sounds pretty amazing. So, so Doom literally is Everything. infinite infinite fucking gameplay and yet the, the people are going oh there's a season pass what the fuck it's just snap map stuff yeah. to make more crazy shit yeah. I don't agree with season passes and anything hmm. shouldn't it, it's, I think it's really stupid to pay money for something when you don't even know what you're paying for yet yeah. oh I haven't bought it yet but I'll see what they're talking about but if it's more stuff for me snap map because I haven't even built anything myself yet but I know the first thing I want to build and I want to build a campaign mission in our place of work <laughs> and you have to make your way up each floor so unfortunately you know hell has invaded said place of work because I know I can't say the name so um, and then obviously there'll be like a big boss at the top oh during the campaign today though I did get into my first scrap with a cyber demon and he kicked the fuck out of me like holy shit like it's, it's at least 30 stories tall and I, I was packing BFG and everything at this stage and I shot it three times in that bake with a BFG and it just looked at me and went can't do that. Is that all you got? You can't do that. <laughs> so it coughed on me and I died. And the death animations are class on it as well. It's not like just, you know, screen goes black and you die. Like, if uh, an imp kills you, it'll pin you to the floor and rip your guts out. And you get to see all this. If a revenant kills you, it rips your arm off and beats you to death with your own arm. If a hell knight kills you, it rips your head off. But you don't realise your head's came off because it's first person. It's not till 
tilts your head down and you see your body limp on the floor you realise you're just the head and then the cyber demon literally just rips you, your arms off and your body just drops to the floor and you see it holding its t- your two arms and just cheering like a maniac but <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a game uh, um, so silly oh so, so uh, that's the point it's fun silly shit like and then uh, watching wise I have been watching uh, Absolutely Fabulous <laughs> it is fucking hilarious I mean, see, I remember when I was younger and I used to watch a wee bit of it, but I didn't really get it back then because I was young. Mm-hmm. See, watching it now as an adult, it is so fucking funny. Jennifer Saunders is brilliant in it, but I think Joanna Lumley steals the show. Oh, she's my favourite. Because, because in real life, Joanna Lumley is this lovely, posh, yes. down-the-earth person, and then an absolutely fabulous, she's this drug-addicted, alcoholic, sex maniac. She always reminds me of what Catherine Black would be in about 30 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a friend of ours. She'd probably be like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, like, yeah, 100 times. <laughs> but I love the well, running joke. I hope joke. she doesn't listen to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we would ever hear from her. <laughs> the running joke is that she she hasn't eaten anything since 1973. <laughs> and people put food towards her, she starts to, like, gag and all <laughs> And then in the very final episodes, like a Christmas special, she actually asks for a piece of turkey and everyone's staring at her and she puts it in her mouth and she can't even remember how to chew. She's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she starts choking. <laughs> but uh, it's... I forgot how fucking funny it was. I love the fact that all of it is written by Jennifer Saunders. And then I found out recently where she got the name of her character. Uh, Eddie Monsoon comes from her real-life husband's surname, Edmondson. Ah, very good. And obviously, all them guys have appeared in it. Obviously, Ed Edmondson's been in it. Rick Mill was in an episode. Uh, A couple of the other guys. Bubble's amazing in it as well. Fuck, Bubble has me in stitches. Another wee ditzy secretary. She's fucking hilarious. Not not Bubble's. I thought you were talking about Bubble's. No, no, no. I'm afraid not. This is the original Bubble. (laughs) But, uh. I'm decent. I would totally recommend it. Because Jesus, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. That's what I'm watching it on. Yeah. And then I've been watching an old Scottish comedy called Still Game. Mm. These two, about that uh, these two old Scotch boys, basically trying to deal with modern society, and all they like to do is go to the pub and get drunk and call everyone little bastards. <laughs> well, that'll. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> but that's been that's been about me. It's I'm fab anyway. What about you, Cole? So I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls Three. I still on that. Yeah, Perfect. I did like playing it. I, I finished it and then just Ooh. started again. You beat it then? Yeah. How tough was the final boss? Uh, final boss is not particularly tough. It is a near carbon copy of the boss from the first game, which I'm not really sure how I feel. Like, the game is just a game of like throwbacks, mm. but the same thing like could have done something about you but it, it, there's something about it that, that's like yeah this is oddly fitting it, it fits with the the story and the tone of, of what they're going for um, with it being sort of the you know the, the, the same the same mm. fight basically so it's a little bit different but it's it's more or less is there multiple endings though for like different there, final there, there is there is depending on, on things what you, you do. do throughout the game mm. you will uh, change the ending I'm not sure if it changes the boss but ah. um, as usual there's a, a lot of lore there and I missed a shit ton of it so that's why I want to go back through it again 
And also it means I get to go through again all fucking badass level of weapons. Obviously the, the the new game plus with Dark Souls well it, it ups the difficulty as well. Yeah. So that's a, one of the things that we're finding. Like I've um you know, I've got I'm using all the, the, the dancers here, one of the bosses, the uh the dancer, one of the hardest bosses mm. in it is um use these dual swords one's fire damage one's dark damage and uh, so I've been trying to handle a bit of dual wielding um, going in without a shield um, but then you find it very quickly like uh, you're killing everything very easily at the start in New Game Plus and then very quickly it gets to the, the point where you're killing things not so easily and it's like there's no leveling up left to do in these, <laughs> these weapons I can't upgrade these anymore so you know it's I gonna, that point when you're like, oh, I'm kicking ass, and you're like, okay, these guys are taking a bit more. I can't level this up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but absolutely, I think this might be my favorite. Like my favorite of the from software games. Of Game of the year so them. far. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, definitely. Some of the, the, the invading stuff is... They've changed that up. Like, they, they created this... You know the, the way Dark Souls works. You, you put down a... You can invade people, but you can also put down uh, a, a sign where they can go up and, and touch it and summon you into their world. Mm-hmm. And you can do it, like, uh, a, a white or gold one. You'll come and uh, co-op and help them. A uh, red one means you're challenging to a jewel. They can bring you in and jewel. But they, they created this new one. It's purple. But they didn't tell anyone what the purple one does. So the purple one is basically you can get invaded in and you can do co-op. You can help the person. But you can also attack the person. Oh, <laughs> so friendly fire co-op. Yeah, well, it's basically uh, the idea of like uh, you can come in and you can get this person to help you but they can also attack you at any time so it's a bit, a bit risky. But it's like at, at the very very start of that you can have people figuring out what this is and um you know, putting the sign down and then you had situations where they help a person out for ages and then just turn on them at the worst moment. Whatever so fun. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I found out what it was like, but, um, so it never happened to me. I, I, I saw an amazing video. There's a, a, a set of armor you get. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's from the first game. Um, it's got all these spikes on it and you do damage by rolling. You know, the, yeah, the federal. You, you do well. You do a roll um, to avoid things, but this is you can roll into things and do damage because there's all spikes. Yeah. It's a group of five guys, um, just rolling around, and it shows people invading their world, and they're all just sitting there. We know weapons, just and there's five of them, and the guys just sitting there. And the video I was watching is playing this this crazy music over as well. They just start rolling into the guy. And killing them, and they're just destroying people just by rolling into them. It was uh, hilarious. There was a video I seen. Uh, these couple of guys, they modded their characters to look like the characters from Shrek. So you had you had Shrek, you had Donkey, like you had Puss in Boots, and basically the whole the whole the whole idea was um, as long as anybody else came into Shrek Swamp. It'd be fine. But as soon as this person came into Shrek's Swamp, 
That was all. It's a Shrek donkey and puss just kicked the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and like it was like the guy just straight up. He looked like Shrek. He was all green. He had the wee vest and the white <laughs> shirt and um and he would he would yeah he would like draw a line on the floor and it was just like you know stop don't don't come any further. And it was all grand, and then one guy rolled over the line, and as soon as that happened, just they just went straight for him. So yeah, I think Shrek doesn't want anybody in a swamp. Love loving the game. It's it's definitely. I I think it's. I would say it's my my favorite out of uh, all of the you know Demon Souls, Souls the Three Dark Souls, and Bloodborne. It's definitely my favorite. Um. That, that's pretty much uh, I was playing as well um, a game called Invisible Ink have you ever heard of that? I have Invisible Ink I have heard of that but it um, it's it came out last year and I heard a lot of people um, calling it out for being like game of the year last year and as such it's an indie game it's it's basically a puzzler uh, it's you know, based on a dystopian future, you're like a you take control of like a, a, a spy organization. Um, you know, going against this, uh, there's all these big corporations that rule the world, and your your spy organization gets taken down, taken down at the start, and you sort of have to build back up. And it's um, basically you get a I think, I think it's pretty procedurally generated. And it gives you a map, and you have to break in using uh, your, your team of spies, mm-hmm. and um, you either have to steal something or hack something. That's, that's almost like something. a top-down type view it's, thing. Isn't yeah, it? kind of isometric. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's basically a puzzle game. It's very, very good. The art style is great. It's like this sort of minimalistic, very stark, like um, sharp-looking characters, and um, it. If you like dystopian sort of future style stuff mixed with sexy spy stuff and puzzle games it's definitely worth checking out it's very very good um speaking of like binge watching as well I binged my way through Game of Thrones just because I gave up hope on ever reading books further than without like, getting spoilers yeah. from the TV shows so that just what decide decide what you're watching as a spoiler who knows? But there was always, always the the I, chance. I do know that um, in an interview, George Martin came out and said that one of the characters that he has very very big plans for in the books has been killed in the TV show. Okay, I think I know who he's talking about. I'm, I'll not get into it, but I think I know who he's talking. I'm about. hoping they go a bit full metal alchemist, whereas. The anime for Full Metal Alchemist started before they had finished the your woman yeah. had finished the manga. They caught up, and basically she said, "Go, you just do whatever you want. Yeah. You take the story wherever you want, and I'll finish yeah. mine." And they went in completely separate directions. And the the guys that did the anime did a really good job, and um, she finished the manga, which was completely different, and it yeah. was really good as well. So. Hopefully they do something like that. Um, yeah, but I watched. Um, yeah, sort of blazed through that uh, season five. Definitely the weakest. Yeah, a lot of people said that. It definitely. However, is. I would say that some of my favorite character moments came from season five. Like I think 
Stannis Baratheon uh, by far like in that season he became one of my favourite characters not saying he was a nice person but his entire character was fantastic ah he's bastard hey. <laughs> <laughs> absolute bastard season 6 has been very good so far yeah um, it's 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 weird seeing like um, f- from reading the books all these years and, and knowing like you know trying to figure out what like what are these characters up to and, uh, and having it actually all start to come together yeah, yeah. it's weird uh, one thing I'm really excited about season 6 is they're finally getting back to the Iron Islands and they're doing stuff there yeah a lot of stuff that they missed so yeah, they've been yeah. ignoring um, because I love that stuff in the books so mm. yeah very excited mm. about that yeah because uh, I never actually finished the fifth TV series like never bothered I got as far as the fourth around when I was originally watching it and I I stopped you stopped just before the end of season four if I remember well I did like it started in April I went to Japan in May and then just didn't watch it after coming back mm. um, and then did. didn't watch any more of it. I do plan to go back to it. It's just... I hear it. I think it was a bit slow moving so it was better to binge watch it. Yeah, all the stuff in Dorn was crap. I it? find that HBO shows are like that. They're, they lend themselves very well to binge watching because they're like 10 to 12 episodes. Yeah. Well, I, I do know that like I watch Game of Thrones week to week and literally by the end of the episode I'm like I yeah. need to watch more and also you get where you find that this is HBO shows again in general um, each episode tends to run in yeah. to and and then they'll maybe have a gap and that gap may be a couple of years yeah. it does happen but um, Some, well, sometimes it's like nothing happens to the very end and then you have to watch the next episode <laughs> Like there is some episodes that's like nothing really happened here. So one other thing I have is I've decided to try a new thing, new hobby, which I've only just started doing today. So I ordered myself a couple of uh, gunpla kits, which if anyone does know, it's the uh, the Gundam uh, robots, plastic models, which you build. I have never I've watched like three episodes of Gundam we'll go to the museum this Christmas so, uh, yeah we'll be at the museum yeah <laughs> um, but yeah I, I don't know I just I uh, built a couple of the the really tiny nanoblock Lego uh, stuff and, and really enjoyed that and I finally like, really like building things so I decided to give this a try as well it is really satisfying <laughs> I didn't see up there have two robot legs. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as I've got so they far. They have their own skeletons. They're inside. very nice legs. Yeah, that that is one of the things probably a mistake I made. The, the Gunpla uh, has a grading system based on detail and, and difficulty, so it would go you know, you have master grade and you have high grade. Yeah. I ordered two what's called real grade kits, which are really detailed and have internal skeletons. Yeah, they, they have endoskeletons. Yeah, which is a bit of a nightmare, but... <laughs> eh. Seems a little pointless, but nice. It makes, it makes it harder. But, yeah, enjoying can that so far. That's what I was thinking, is like, <laughs> can I just build the skeleton? Because that might look pretty cool, yeah. but the instructions don't do that, and I don't want to deviate from them because this is the first thing I built, and it <laughs> can easily go very wrong. Yeah. 
Right, I think we should probably take a break and then we'll get right into our list of stuff. Grand. So we will be back in a second. Listen to some random music that I will probably choose later. <laughs> <laughs> Sound enthusiastic. <laughs> Father time over here. <laughs> it's late. But hey, guys. 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 It's time to drink some beer. <gasps> oh, are we allowed? It's beer necessities time. Beer necessities. The simple beer necessities. Oh, I can't help it. <laughs> we have okay. to do that each time. So it was Ricky's turn to bring a beer. So, yeah. Ricky, what, have first, what have you brought? Nothing, I would say, that is super exciting, like last month's, <laughs> uh, which was... Can't all be winners! Oh, <laughs> That'll go down in history, that. I will say, I will never, ever forget it. Yeah. It's um, a month later, and we still talk about it, like, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, th- this, this month, I decided to buy a few bottles of my all-time favourite beer. It's um, it's a red ale called 5AM Saint by a Scottish brewery called Brewdog. I first had this whenever I started... This is gonna, I'm going to sound like such a hipster here. Back before you could actually get Brewdog in shops. Yeah, you do sound like a hipster. Yeah, I was drinking Brewdog before it was cool. Nice, nice beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but honestly, like, I had always wanted to try Brewdog because I'd heard about them. They're a Scottish brewery. The girlfriend's from Scotland. Um, and I ordered a few bottles off their website, and I've been hooked ever since. It's, I just think it's an absolutely delicious beer, and I get it every chance I can. See, you approach this from a way different angle than I did. I went, what is the most disgusting beer I can get for these guys to drink? Well, we're kind of going sort of, like... like <laughs> nice rotten, nice rotten, <laughs> nice rotten. <laughs> okay, like, sure, as, like, the last, whenever you did it, as much as you had never tried Trooper before, I kind of presume that you were hoping that it was a nice beer. I had drunk Trooper before I'd done the test. Oh, okay, right. So well, I, knew, well, I knew I liked it, but yeah. I was hoping everyone else would enjoy it. So I imagine the next one, yeah, somebody's just... <laughs> uh, there was actually a point where I was really tempted to buy a few cans of special brew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, alas, I went with uh, 5 a.m. Saint, as it says on the bottle, bittersweet chaos, and I think when you try the beer you'll kind of agree with that um so yeah so Stu your bottle's still seen so give us the give us the sound ah, get up in there oh 
That's a nice wee, nice wee just crisp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be interesting Ooh. to me since you don't drink beer yeah, so yeah. Exactly. it smells fruity yeah that's what I was thinking it's got like it's got a, a lo- lovely smell there it's got like a perfume smell a perfumey beer a wee bit of caramel mm. listen to us we sound like connoisseurs now <laughs> 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 that's delicious it's not like that palmavilla kind of oh no I hate palmavilla I, right. I feel like I'm getting a bit of that shall we oh. cheers chin chin Oh, it tastes fruity as well. Yeah, it's nice and sweet. I'm still a of taste, though. <laughs> 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 to be fair, like, one of the things you don't like about yeah. beer is overly hoppy beer, yeah. and Brewdog love their hops. It's really hoppy, but it's really mellow as well. Yeah. Mm. It, it isn't that offensive, but no, I couldn't drink yeah. a full one. I, I lo- it's not, not cold enough as well. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um... I, like it says right in the bottle there bittersweet chaos and I think that really sums it up because you got the bitterness of the hops but then because it's a red ale you do have the sort of like sweet like caramel tones there and I just I adore this beer so do hmm. I actually quite like the label Aquidity for punks oh uh, yeah they, they, <laughs> you can you can invest in Brewdog oh, cool so can, yeah that's really nice um Oh yeah, that's uh, I was telling you. I was talking to that guy who owned a bottle of um, Oh tactical penguin. penguin. He actually has shares in Brewdog as well. Oh, tactical nuclear penguin is their beer that is high. What's the thirty-two percent? Thirty-two. Yeah. So brew. So they're a Scottish brewery. Yeah. 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 Well, what's the thing about Norway and Sweden? Or is that the ingredients? Where are you saying? Norway imported by cask. Oh, I think if you're buying it in Norway or Sweden, oh, right. these are the people that have ah. imported it in. Oh. Um, yeah, what, what do you think? That's actually really nice. It's fruity or sweet or... or it I haven't come across a brew dog beer that I haven't liked. Yeah. Well, so you've tried other brew dogs as well before? Oh yeah, well, I, I think everyone has bound to have seen a Punk, punk IPA. Yeah. Which is an India, India Paleo. I may have seen it, I don't yeah. think I have. Which is incredibly bitter and uh, hoppy. Yeah. It's it's real. I've tried, I've tried a few. There's been, um, yeah, like Punk is by far the most famous. They're, they're sort of, they have four core beers. There's 5am, there's Punk, there's Dead Pony, and there's, um, oh, what's it called? It's a stout. Would I be wrong in saying, though, that I would call that a very easy going beer? Yeah. Like, you yeah. could easily just, like, you know the way if you, if you have, like, a, if someone's giving you a new beer to try, and it's maybe, it is a bit different, and you would sort of go, oof, I'll take that a bit slow. But obviously, never drank this before, but I could easily, and this is going to sound incredibly dirty, and I'm sorry for the double entendre, but I could easily suck that down, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I just, I, I do love you're it. You're staring, <laughs> you're staring at it, Amy, like. <laughs> what, like, give us, give us some. But I don't, I'm not a beer drinker, and I don't really like hops at yeah. all. And I think the hot, like when I first took it, you get that bitterness instantly in the yeah. But then I do admit that it does mellow out to yeah. like a sweetness. But um, for a beer, it's so nice. Just, I don't like beer. I actually think, like, 
most beers, I, well, most bottled beers, I tend to find as you get down the bottle, it becomes a bit more intense. You know, like I tend to find the hops maybe sink a wee bit. Gets like, especially like when we were drinking Salty Kiss the oh, last time, Jesus. that, that last, last mouthful would have knocked you in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, I actually think this, the farther down you get, it mellows out more. Mm. Like that first mouthful tends to be the hobbiest. Yeah. You know, what do you. You're just mad. Nah, nah, When you drank beer for the first time, did you like the taste of it? Oh, no, no, no. 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 I remember the first time I drank cider though and I thought it tasted like book. Oh, I see. And I thought, oh my God. But then I remember, I, I can't even remember when I got into cider. We were down in Dublin. First time I've ever been in Dublin. I was down for the Baltimore's Comedy Festival. I was going to see Ross Noble and I thought, I'm in Dublin. I'll have to drink a Dublin-y drink. But I know for a fact, back then, I was not into Guinness at all. <laughs> I wasn't going to waste my money. So I thought, give me a, a Baltimore's there. I'll try this. And I sort of got into it. I was like, yeah, it's not bad. Pint or two later. I was like, this is actually really nice. How did I not get into this? And then obviously my mates explained to me, oh, in the North, Bulbers is Magners. And that's why I've been a Magners fan that's ever since. not true, but okay. Um, <laughs> if you look at the Bulbers label when you go down... No, it's when you're in England. Sorry. Sorry. If the Bulbers label in England is literally the Magners label. No, well, Bulbers and Magners are two separate things. Uh, I but no, uh, it's just Magna is very hard to find. And I don't think oh, that's what it is. Well, I'm still, and the no, first time I had no a beer. Brandon looks the same at all. Ah, well, I know. Is it not like one of them regional things where like the company has bought over another company? I, I think it might be. But they're, they're cider. Is there Brandon, not just apples? <laughs> <laughs> it's apples! I have two swanky cider bottles like that I'm going to try later. Oh, but that's no, right. with, with cider, as soon as I took it, I was like, oh, this is nice. Put some sugar in and a couple of cloves, and he would have, uh, he would have uh, like 
dipped his finger in the whiskey yeah. and rubbed it around the, the, just the edge of the glass. And so, like, I, I just think it's the smell of it I love. I love the, the smell, smell of that whiskey. I hate. See, That's what turns oh, my no. stomach. I still drinking it. I drank it with Coke. So I did actually like the taste straight away, but it was just drinking it by itself the those three times. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do whiskey and Coke. I used to. Because I don't drink Coke at all, I only drink it with whiskey. Yeah. I tend to find whiskey to be sweet enough mm. without having Coke in there. Like, the only time I've ever drank whiskey and Coke it was Jack and Coke. Now, Jack is a very sweet whiskey, so it is. Mm. And uh, with a Coke in it, it was just... Uh, well, like, Jameson, like... I don't know if American whiskeys are really whiskeys at all, like bourbons or something. No, it's a, no. Bourbon's not a whiskey, bourbon's a bourbon. Bourbon's a type of whiskey. Mm. Just like Scot- s- Scottish single malt. I thought bourbon wasn't whiskey. No, it's. No, it's no, just. <laughs> yeah, like it's a type of whiskey. Like, but isn't that what Jack Daniels and Southern Comfort Jack Daniels is Southern Comfort doesn't whiskey, it's a liqueur. Yeah. Oh, it's a liqueur. Yeah. Yeah. Banging. Oh, there's whole chips. That so was so one of my first several drinks. We used to get like a Southern Comfort and Lime. Uh, Southern Comfort and Lime. This puts me in mind of something. Southern like Comfort and Iron Brew. <laughs> oh, jeez. Southern Comfort and Iron Brew? Yeah. That's, I love Iron Brew, but my god, that sounds disgusting. It was. We used to go around the table. It's reminding me of something that I can't think. But one time, <laughs> it's a good beer. it is a very nice beer. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Jesus. One time I had beer and it wasn't made of hops. It was made with heather and it was lovely. That's that heather beer. Yeah. <laughs> so is this juice very <laughs> ruby? Throw me over uh, that hundred one, a thousand one beers. It's on oh. the stand there. Um, it is just the hops. I don't like it. I think it's too bitter. So, oh, see in the corner, corner stand. I see it now. Yeah, see it now. Right. I have to stand up, viewers. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking of the beer that you're talking about, anyway. Uh, viewers? This was a Sorry, bit, listeners, listeners. This was sorry. a crazy Scottish man. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, there's a very famous <laughs> one. Um, uh, is it. I don't know how to say that. Frauch. Frauch? Frauch? So, this would no, be your favourite beer of all time. This is a crazy yes. Scottish man. He literally made it on his house. This is the Heather Bear I have tried. Yeah. Frauch, or however you say that. Oh, that's a pretty bottle. Is this pretty. what you're thinking of, Ricky? Frauch. Yes. Heather Ale. Yes. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It, it is. Um, it looks like yogurt. It does not? No. I don't know what you're looking at, no, but... It was a different colour, like. It's a very, very old Scottish recipe. Yeah. That's what this female man. He was. Yeah, very, very old. First brewed in 1992. <laughs> what? Aye, that one you're looking at in that fucking book. The recipe is probably very old. Aye, because it was, <laughs> As I said here, 2000 BC, that's yeah. pretty fucking old. Yeah. Before they did hops and all that, they did it with no. Heather. The, the type of beer whose origins go as far back as 2000 BC. Well, the wee man who made it for me was made from the old type, and the reason it was made illegal is because of certain hallucinogenic. People went blind. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> it was really, really nice. Alright. Guys, we've got some trailers to talk about. So we're all happy with this 5am symptom. For a beer, it's okay. For a beer, it's okay. <laughs> we're taking finish, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. You're trying. It's easy to find. 
in your supermarket. Yeah. Nice Here, trip. I had to go to Sainsbury's to get this. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but they do sell it in a lot of pubs. Yeah, you can't get it on Weatherspoons here, though. Can you not? You can get it on a lot of Weatherspoons, like in Scotland, but you can't get it on the one here. I like the colour. Can you get it in Icebuff? No. no. Don't think so. I've never had that. You can get it in Central. Do you know what they stopped selling? Was Sweet Action. Or, yeah. <laughs> what? Sweet Action. Are you talking the stuff about? that came in the cans and they were Oh, yeah, that's they were, doing, really they were doing it at 99p one time, and I was like... We're not alcos, folks. I swear. We're just cheap bastards. I really like that beer anyway. And then I went up and ordered it, and I was like, they were like, "Oh, it's ninety nine p." And I was like, "Okay, I'll be here until I literally buy every can," which we did. They were like, "We have no left." I was like, "Well, fuck you, then." Bye. But those bills just have a really good selection for such a shitty place. They do. It is a shitty place. It is a shitty place. They have wine on tap. Known across <laughs> the entire UK, <laughs> the worst possible. If you're going for a night out, where you can go is fucking Weatherspoon. But <laughs> right, I would say the one in Derry is definitely the worst, though. Oh, the one in Belfast. Well, you don't know that. Which, which one, the Diamond or the Ice Wharf? Oh, the Diamond. Uh, Has to be. The one in Belfast beside Pizza Express is most. Uh, which one? The one beside Pizza Express? Dublin Road. There's about 50 of them in Glasgow. Oh, and they're all beside Pizza Express. <laughs> <laughs> now there's one that's in an old bank, and it's actually lovely. They always do that. They buy old banks, and mm. well, the one in Cordhouse. Cordhouse. That's that's a nice building, though. Uh, I had lunch there. That's why they try and make it seem like it's better than then it is. Smashed. But then you get in, and this is just a Wellerspoons. <laughs> but at least with Wellerspoons, you know what you're getting, and you can afford it. Oh, yes. Just, just that swanky Tesco's as well in Belfast with the roof that's a whole building. Oh, it's in the protective building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tesco's, 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 Tesco's. Yeah. Our capital. Hey, what a place. <laughs> Fancy Tesco's. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about these trailers. All right. Which one we start? No. Let's start with the movies, I guess. Well, right. Um, we, we did two. Technically two. So, well. Well, let's talk about Assassin's Creed first. It looks like Michael Fassbender is gorgeous. But yes, Michael Fassbender <laughs> is sexy as hell. So he is a great actor, though, and I reckon he. Apart, I don't know if this is one of these. Oh, we'll say it for the sake of the film, but apparently he is a big fan of the series of games, and that's why he said oh, he wanted to do it. Oh, well. Something just dropped from the roof. Oh, it's like a bug. Where? No, it's just a mouthy thing. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> 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 Irreverent moth break is over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it might not stand the test of time, but it looks like it will be entertaining. Yeah, oh. I think one of the things that I'm actually looking forward, well, not looking forward to, um, I think is cool about it is it's not just like we're going to make a film adaptation of the first Assassin's Creed. Because ah, that would being, be awful. Well, that first game was bad. But the way this is being done is this is just another story in the Assassin's Creed universe, which mm. is like... Well, that's how you do it, because there's umpteen different stories being told already. We don't need them to be telling the same one over again. What is the Assassin's Creed universe? Is it like the whole... Abstergo! Juno and... Last I heard it was about the apocalypse, boys trying to blow up the sun. And we're all... all, We were made by aliens. Uh, Probably. I stopped caring after Ezio left. I stopped caring. I didn't care, ever. I don't think I actually... 
always thought it was really visually interesting. I don't play a game, so I don't really give a shit. It's but all, I always thought it was really visually interesting, the costumes. It's yes. all very... That, that's probably the, big, the the most iconic thing to come out of uh, the Assassin's Creed ever is just the Assassin's costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, uh, it's very runny and stabby and... Well, always disappointed me with the games is I I wanted like medieval hitman, mm. and they didn't give me medieval hitman. I I would I wanted to be able to right. I need to. I want to kill this guy the way I want to kill. Um, but then it always boiled down you running up, stabbing them, yes. and then having a ten minute conversation. With they, them. they really tried to do that, and more so in the first game than any of the other games. Now I never played the first game when it originally came out. Mm. I went back and played it, but like all the build up to the hit, you yep. know, like right, you can go and steal this thing off this boy, or you can go and interrogate this boy, and that, and it actually you ended up with like you know pieces of map, you know, of like guard routines and stuff. But as you said yourself, it usually just resulted in you fucking jumping off something, stabbing. running and jumping and stabbing, and then running away in the opposite direction. There was no real strategy to it. And well, you didn't kill someone from a distance and watch your hand they were yeah. going back to the, the film it seems to have a lot of free running and neck stabbing yeah, yeah. Um, which is what you want which well is, it's it's living up to the game yeah <laughs> it, it's strange though the the I've heard this commented on before but the the, the way they've gone with the animus uh, in the game's animus is just like lie on this bed thing and put this, this thing, thing on your head and, and you go into the memories of your ancestors mm. uh, in the film it's it's a whole big room and you're on this big mechanical arm and it's more visually and it is a, I, I imagine yeah. it is for a visual standpoint because this is a movie I, don't, I reckon it they did that though in the Divergent movie she, when she was in the world she was in this like spine thing it just looked exactly like it and looked yeah. done so yeah I, I get that that's a visual thing what I don't get which doesn't make any sense why did they put the wrist blades on him when he's in there well you never know they might turn around and somebody you know, oh, it's, on the it's so fucking obvious what's going to happen at some point he's going to stab some Sturgo fools and escape I know that and then you're like like, uh, you probably shouldn't have armed him they might explain it in the thing, like it has Chips and maybe, maybe chips. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so, all right. So yeah, that was to really say about that right. one. Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Although, can I just say it was an awful choice of song for the trailer? What the hell? What is it? It's it's a Kanye West song. Oh yeah. That's all you need to say. It doesn't matter what. I, song I it thought it was pretty fitting for Assassin's Creed the way the they rhythm was good. They should have had. The Monty Python's Flying Circus theme played over <laughs> because nobody expects the Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so, um, what about the killing joke then? Oh, I'm so excited. Now I know people were saying that the animation looks a bit choppy in it, but can it I? Does. Actually, yeah, can I just does. point out though that that trailer was actually taken from footage? Like that's been an animation like months ago, yeah. so I'm not actually worried about it. That's literally just to show you here's what it might gonna look like. It's the whole the film's gonna look far better than that. Well, not gonna look better, but it's just gonna be smoother. Once it gets you know? into it, part of the show is in that trailer where just the he, he Joker standing there with the gun and then yep. Barbara Gordon's face, and you're like, oh my god, this, uh, this what, is it. What I'm most 
excited about is we're getting to see Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. the one true Joker, mm-hmm. finally play a Joker he deserves. That he deserves. Not taking anything away from nope. the animated series. Lo- I love that series. Absolutely fantastic. But this this is a post Heath Ledger Joker that we're seeing. Yep. And it's the best Joker play yep. on. And Kevin Conroy, the, the Batman. The Batman and the Joker. Yeah, yeah it's it's kinda like the, they're taking like yeah, I agree, Mark Hamill's Joker has always been the best, but he's always been held back by the fact that he's in a children's yes. TV show and it's kind of like they're they're taking that restraint away yeah. they're saying like, no just go for it here he's got a gun they kind of let him loose with the Arkham games but again it was nowhere near as dark as this uh, film's going to be Arkham games are a bit uh, oh, they let him loose a wee bit they, they let him they let him loose but from what but I they're can, not very well written from what I can this see is. the first two the first two are that night one was from what I can see with uh, the killing joke is as much as this is R-rated, it doesn't seem to be R-rated for the sake of being R-rated. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's it's not gratuitous violence. It's like, oh, okay, we're R-rated now. That's fine, because this is how we, we write the story. It's not like, right, oh, and then this happens and this happens. It's just... Yeah. Whenever it happens naturally, I think Isn't that's that for the shock best. factor? Like no, that, no. That new film with the, the food... You know that new anime? Oh, uh, was it Sausage Factory? Uh, is it? That looks nice, but it's not like I mean, that. The this, this, the Killing Joke is, I think it's Al Murr at his fucking best. Oh, without doubt. And it's, oh, it's some of his best. <laughs> Ooh. Don't you dare mention that Dorothy thing. <laughs> Last, Last Girls. Girls. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I suppose everybody's got their favourite Alan Murr, so they do so. That's a that's a discussion for another time. That definitely is. It is. But I'm actually I'm just happy to have my favourite Batman, my favourite Joker, and my favourite Batman. I will just point story. out I did not say this is the best Alan Murr. I said this is Almer at his best, which can be a wide range of different things. Where it means he was a, at his it means best. a period of time. Such <laughs> 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 your semantics. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really, really, really pumped for Killing Joke. It's the release date was given in the UK, the eighth of the eighth. I see the moment it was announced, I pre-ordered my copy on a website I use. And what they nicely do, because obviously none of you get those websites do the what do you call it, like old like thirty first of December two thousand sixteen. If they don't know the yeah, release date, yeah, yeah. you get an email from this website going change to your order, release date given, and it's the eighth of the eighth in the UK. I, I can't wait, Blu-ray, and I will be like. I, I sometimes can get me misses they watch comic book films but I will be grabbing her by the face and going you're watching this this is amazing well there you go don't worry I won't be violent about it <laughs> I will hold her face tenderly going you're still watching this uh, and, uh, I'm uh, like definitely looking forward to it it's it's looks the, the trailer definitely does justice get you it looks like it's literally just been lifted out. There, there's off. a lot of I, I love the, I love the way the the art style it seems to be a cross between the like the animated series Batman mm. and then there's there's bits where you're like that's not just straight out of the comic. Yeah, yeah. Like I love that the, the way the trailer ends is Joker speaking into the the mic saying all it takes is one yeah. bad day. And it's like yeah. <laughs> I don't know that this this is very influential to uh, yeah, the Dark Knight 
Oh yeah, and the original, obviously, uh, nineteen eighty nine Keaton Batman film, heavily influenced. The whole Joker falling into the, you know, the flashback scenes when he falls into the. Uh, not so like thematically, the the Dark Knight is very cool because uh, it's basically Joker's doing the same thing. He's trying to prove that guy just takes, mm. except that instead of Gordon, it's uh, Harvey Dent, mm. and he, he's trying to push him, and instead of well. Don't want to show yeah, actually, <laughs> technically, I don't want to. Don't want to get into spoiler territory. If you haven't read it and you're looking forward to seeing this film, I would, yeah, yeah, let's just we stop could be that. bastards and let's not spoil it. Good point, good joke. Fuck, I'm glad we didn't say anything. Uh, actually, right. So we watched an hour, a couple of trailers. So uh, these were for games. So, so I wanted to talk about the, these because th- this is two long-running series that have been doing the same thing for a very long time. And technically, they have been a battle for a long time. They are two. They're, they're, they are big rivals. These two. Yeah, right. we're t- obviously talking about Call of Duty and Battlefield. Now both games seem to be trying to do something different uh, with their series, um, and one has been very. Well received. One's People been very excited. And the other one's has been, been shat on. Depending <laughs> on what game has been released. Um, oh, right. Sorry, we're talking about the new games. The yeah, two new games. We're talking about just in general. No, no. The two new games. Yeah. One is being highly praised, and one is definitely being shat on. Something shocking for absolutely That's, no reason. Well, for somebody who doesn't know anything about them, from the two trailers, one was shit, one was good. No, so you're saying that from the point of view where it's. How the trailers were put together. I would yeah. say the Battlefield trailer is a lot better put together. Um, obviously, someone knows about a bit about cinematography and, and putting something together like that. Mm. Um, the Call of Duty trailer, though, is it was too long for one thing. Yeah. It is way too long for a release. It's like three and a half minutes long. And there wasn't much variety of the stuff they were showing. Like it was just like guns, guns, guns. Space, mm. but space guns, but what? Let's talk about Battlefield first. Because okay. it's fine. Everyone's very excited about Battlefield. So Battlefield, right. this is Battlefield 1, mm-hmm. and it's taking place in World War 1, mm-hmm. uh, which hasn't really been done to any... I think one or two games have touched I think there was a weird time-travelling first-person shooter that had a... I can't remember what it's called. Had a World War 1 section. I should die. Yeah, Civil War section. That game was fucking terrible. Yes, that's right. Um, but yeah, this is... Uh, Battlefield doing more World War One, hmm. which could be interesting yeah. if they actually change things up yeah. and it's not just the same old Battlefield with a which horse. I, a I think will be very hard for them to actually do. You know, be keeping it the same because From what I've been reading, um, they are going to put a campaign in there, and they fucking need to. You are playing a member of a platoon known as the Harlem. What do they call it? Oh, I can't remember. The is that not is that not DLC? No, no, this is the campaign. You're the Harlem. You're a member of the Harlem Hate Seekers or Hate Seekers. Is not the Harlem Hell something? Uh, something like that. The yeah, point is, this platoon, because of where they were, where they came from, they were treated like shit mm-hmm. because they're black. They're black, mm-hmm. and, and it's 1916. Exactly, it is incredibly racist. But these guys were on the front line more than any platoon yeah. in World War One. And that's why DICE are going, we want to show these guys... It's Harlem Hellfighters. Hellfighters, thank you. Um, We want to show what these guys went through more than anyone else, any other platoon in World War I, because they went through literally hell and back again. So I think think the campaign will 
be pretty goddamn interesting. But the multiplayer, I can say, it's gonna be. Is it gonna be standing under a trench going? Right, the machine gun fire stop. Let's let's run for it, boys. Especially <laughs> up until the battlefield has been very much like um, like the long game plays like snipers. Yeah. Very much. Um, it's big ba- open ba- massive levels, no corridors or things like that. Yeah. Big map snipers and so tanks. Are, and are, are we gonna have trench warfare in this? Um, it's it. It doesn't seem like something that lends itself to games because no. a lot of trench warfare is like run towards those guns till those guns can't shoot enough yeah. people so we can actually get through. It would certainly be interesting, run. but yeah, how do you how do you translate translate that into a game? It's like the, uh, the, do we have a mustard gas mechanic? Yeah, Apparently so, according <laughs> to the trailer. Push X to gas mask. It was, <laughs> it was a big part of battle or the battle, the World War One. Yeah. Was mustard gas. Well, maybe that something completely new that you didn't have that, that would be nice. The thing I'm looking forward to more than anything shown by the trailer is the biplane fights. Biplane fights look pretty cool. They will be class. Uh, what caught me was the Zeppelins. Oh! <laughs> freaking blimps. Like, that's just cool. But it was a, it was a guy looking up on a Zeppelin. Though. Yeah. You want to fly a Zeppelin. But, yeah, but there's some Zeppelins. Like, they, they look real cool. They do. That was a really good shot. The visual styling of it looked cool. Yeah. Well, like it's that. EA. It's EA know how to put, put the R trailer, yeah. mm. if anything. But like even like the clothes they wear and just the colour like there's a colour theme going throughout the whole mm. thing. But uh, I'm, 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 am I the only one thinking though if we're in the biplane and there's two people, I totally want to spin the plane, <laughs> shoot the tail and go, I'm sorry son, they got us <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that that's obviously it has been highly praised. It's getting a lot of positive feedback, and then we'll go to the other one, which Call is of Duty Infinite Warfare. Infinite War Warfare, and it has been getting oh my god! People seem to be real offended that it's gone to space, which I don't get because that is how could you not tell that's where the series was headed. It's not like there's never been a space first-person shooter before. Yeah. I mean, Halo's one of the biggest first-person shooters it, ever. It seems to be like I don't know the fact that it's Call of Duty and it's 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 gotten so they're okay with it going to the near future exoskeletons. Yeah, those not those games done well. Sort of thing. Uh, what did you call it? Black Ops Three? Uh, whatever, I uh, Blops Three. Uh, and then once we go, we cross over the line and we go like we're already in the sci-fi territory. Yeah. The guy hit the guy in the la- that black ops had a fucking robot arm for Christ's sake, mm. and then we, we go into right. Okay, we're f- going into space now, which I will add is something humans have done. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they haven't had robot arms. They have gone into space, so it's if anything, it's less fucking sci-fi, yeah. and we all lose our shit because we can't masturbate over real life guns anymore. That is true. <laughs> but aren't we bored masturbating over real life guns? You think people would? My dick's red raw after masturbating <laughs> over real guns. I want space guns now. And what is better than real guns? Space fucking guns. space guns, come on. Fucking first or fifth element guns and shit like that. It's just like... I, d- I don't get the uproar. To me, it looks like another Call of Duty. It does. Except it's in space. It very much looks like... And it will sell like another Call yeah, of Duty. Oh, Jesus. There's like, no denying that. To me, it just means that, right, you're getting the gameplay that you know and expect from a Call of Duty game. It's just a different wrapping on it. Mm. And, like, that's not a bad thing. Okay, it would be nice if they could, you know, like, 
do a few things differently, which I'm sure they're going to introduce, like, new gameplay mechanics into the game. Mm-hmm. But it's you're still going to get Call of Duty. It's not going to be like, oh, suddenly there's a bloody JRPG we're playing here. Well, it's, it's not going to turn into Halo. Yeah, no. Yeah. It did look like That's it. not going to happen, like. So, I, like... I don't get the uproar. It's like you, you're going to get exactly what you've been getting every part, year. Part of the backlash as well was the so the the remaster in Modern Warfare, the first Modern yeah. Warfare, Call of Duty Four. Oh yeah, which is a fantastic game. Um, Brilliant game. Was the last Call of Duty, last good Call of Duty game in in my eyes. I I would agree. I with wouldn't that. say the last good, but I would say the last one I cared about. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, anyway, so people are, are getting up in arms with the fact that you need to buy the expensive, I think it's 70 quid. And a legacy edition. Or legacy edition or up to, to get it. Mm. Um, people are, are unhappy about that as, as well. And I think if you don't think Activision are going to release that for sale on its own at some point you're, you're being, a fucking idiot you're being an idiot yeah. and if you really want to play Call of Duty 4 you already have do it. you have an Xbox? Uh, yeah you can pick one up for like 50 quid I mean come on guys um, are, we, are we that fucking entrenched in, in remasters and all that, that we we unless we're paying money for it, it it's not the same it is actually funny on. you should mention this a mucker of mine picked up Modern Warfare 2 there for his PS3 for £3 a couple of weeks ago and he says the servers are still full yeah, no problem I can well imagine that yeah it's still one of the most popular online games out there for console at least that's probably like I, I heard someone mention uh, about I think it was work. someone says like when when a new Call of Duty comes out, it's good to go play the previous one because all the dickheads have moved oh. on. <laughs> that was really hard. For a man who's stoned all the time, he comes out with some <laughs> smart <laughs> shit. That's, that's a real bit of just jail advice. Uh, yeah. Good. But I don't understand the hatred towards it. I think it's completely overblown, and all this petition to downvote. Oh. Call of Duty is uh, insanity. Yeah. And I know there's one for the new Ghostbusters trailer as well. Yeah. This online petition to start downvoting things is it's insanity. Okay. That that is so fucking stupid. For a start, you disliking a video, you're you're achieving nothing because yeah. you're for a start you, you're <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. adding views to it, which views let me tell you people, what people are worried about from a marketing standpoint is not likes and dislikes, it's fucking views. That's yeah. what matters. So that Call so of Duty trailer, you two, go, you, three million dislikes and only 300,000 likes, but 23 million views. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, so you're actually adding to the problem. If, <laughs> if you want to go away, ignore it and yeah. don't buy it when it comes out. Oh, that's man. the best thing to do. Yeah. I'm addressing our microphone. This is annoying. <laughs> Shout at the microphone. <laughs> straight up looks he's, like he's pointing the hell in. <laughs> so, anyway, and as well, like, like people know that it's a campaign to get dislikes. It's it's not an organic <laughs> thing. We know it's like people know it's like it's not really that people dislike. It's because you've got a campaign, and then everyone thinks it's funny to dislike the video. Mm. Like. I think as well, like, just tying into the whole Ghostbusters thing, it's like, you just know, like, if you really, really are against this Ghostbusters film, 
don't go see it. Mm. Uh, no, don't don't go and unlike the video that does jack shit. They've already made the film. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter a fuck to them if you click a wee upside I down thumb. Ended up rewatching the Ghostbusters trail because it was up, and you know your trends on yeah. Facebook. It was up because so many people disliked it. Yeah. So um, it made me. Go, it's getting yeah, the, yeah it's yeah. getting attention. It's, it's like if you really are against the film. Don't go see so it. what you're doing? By all means, do not watch that film. What these people are doing is having the opposite effect of what they want. They're drawing attention to it. And as well, like you know, the, I know we've we've talked about the Ghostbuster stuff already in previous podcasts, but like, do you really want to see a bunch of old men try and recapture their success from twenty years ago? It'd be kind of sad. It's not even that. It's the whole idea that you have destroyed my childhood. It's like, nah, fuck off. Nah, man. Fuck right the way off. <laughs> we um, need a Will Smith button. We do need a Will Smith button. <laughs> right. um, it's, it's getting out of hand, this whole down, let's downvote shit. Like you say, I mean, people... Do you know, see if cinemas wanted to be really clever and movie makers, right? See if this whole downvote culture... Can you imagine if you went to the cinema, you could downvote when you went and seen it? So people, people will be really clever because they go, I'm going to go to see this film and I'm going to downvote it. And you do that, you pay to see it, you fucking yeah. idiot. Oh, <laughs> people would probably do it too. They would do this as well. You know when you're in the... They're uh, idiots. ...stuff nowadays, it's like, those like wee things, like how was your experience, like wee smiley yeah. and stuff. You should have them when you're going to know cinemas. Yeah. It's, it's so dumb. It's like... It's like, this offends you so much, but you're putting so much effort Ever. into it, whereas like, you could be more effective at making it go away by ignoring it and not doing anything. It's just troll culture. It is, a uh, Dickheads. But the, 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 the funny thing is, though, it's the people doing the downvoting that are getting trolled the hardest. Uh-huh. Because it's like, the movie studio or the game studio is like, you fucking downvote all you want you're getting those well plenty publicity but they'll go out and buy it and they'll go out and watch it and they'll yes, go out and do everything the and problem. then they'll complain about it and that's like, the problem it's we like, could do a three hour podcast on this alone <laughs> <laughs> like I know for a fact all those like like all those people that are giving off about the Ghostbusters and downvoting the Ghostbusters and doing the same Call of Duty they're going to go to the cinema and watch it they're going to go and buy the game and they're going to give them their money yep it's like the only way you can express your opinion is by denying them your money. Vote with your wallet. Exactly. Yeah. Call of Duty will sell in the millions like yeah, it does it every does. year. It always does. Every year. There's no, this whole, oh, I'm not going to go buy it. Yes, you are. You're going to go out and you're going to buy it because then what you're going to do is you're going to take little videos on your PlayStation or your Xbox and sit and complain about it. But it's too late. You've paid the money to do this. Yeah. Activists are going do that all you want we don't care we got your money bitch yeah. you're basically by giving them your money you're basically saying that it's okay go make more of this yes you okay. have put their so big cost in your mouth I can complete <laughs> <laughs> it's like here take my money for a game that I don't want to play so next year you can make another game that I don't want to play and I'll buy that again yes <laughs> Uh, it's oh, an endless has cycle. Has ever been something that you've hated so much that you've like an ad for something that you've hated so much that you was dislike it? See, that's the thing. I try, I avoid things I hate. <laughs> but you don't know you hate it necessarily. Yeah, but I'll see it and I go, oh, and, 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 and that's it. 
I don't think so. Um, you've seen something you haven't liked it, you've moved on. Yeah, I've seen you've stuff. You've moved on. Well, I've maybe seen stuff where it's like, well, that looks shite, I'll not go and see it, or I'll not buy that. Yep. There's some things like, because I'm such a big woman in book culture, everybody talks about Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I have never, ever read it. Read yeah, it. why would you? And I don't intend to. But there's all these people, it's like, oh, well, you can't have an opinion on it until you've tried it. It's like, I've read, <laughs> I've read um, snippets from oh, it, yeah, and I've then, seen from it and then I've read like I have read parts of it out as a joke. Yeah, yeah. like basically any that I have ever read from the book itself is more like look at this and how poorly it's written. Chocolate starfish. Yeah. The, like Limp Bizkit the, 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 like chocolate starfish the, and the hot dog no, they, they, they put this in, in like a sexual context he licked a chocolate starfish the other parts of it that I've read <laughs> nice. are usually pertaining Still to how yeah. that <laughs> book is just he really his fault oh, yeah. like I've, I've read essays about the book you know and how it just glorifies rape culture and all that and they obviously use examples from the book that's a mad term Rape culture. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the year 2016, folks. Rape is now a culture. Yeah, 100%. God That's the glorifying of rape. God damn it. Like, yeah. As a wise man once said, if Mr. Gray had been poor and living in a shed, it would be considered a crime, but because he's a billionaire, it's all oh, good. Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, if you think about all the great romances of all time, it's like, it goes down to, is he hot enough to not be creepy? Uh, no, definitely. Because <laughs> you know, like, the notebook, everybody talks about Ryan Gosling in the notebook. I'm sure you've yeah. watched it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've actually, no, I've not actually watched that. <laughs> I was joking, but, um... He is really creepy. He falls in love with this girl over the summer and then he builds her a house and they split, they split up and he builds a house. Out of his scabs and hair? Yeah, well, essentially. And he like turns what? into like, this big bearded hairy man because he can't get over his heartbreak. And then she sees him and thinks this is really romantic. So like, that's creepy. That's that really creepy. creepy. Like. And he wrote a letter every day for you. Here, look, can we just agree? Romance fiction is general. In general, just it's oh, yeah. because it no, romanticizes things. I actually had a point though when I started talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, because people said, "Oh, you can't really form an opinion unless you've read it, but don't buy the book; just download it illegally." Yeah. Do you mm. think that's a- no? You know what you're gonna be, you're gonna like and not like. There's certain things you can tell. If it's something like this book's blowing up because these lonely middle aged women are all in it, I'm pretty sure like you know, it's probably not going to be for me. Mm. Yeah. So, well, no, like don't get me wrong. Whenever I first heard about it, it was very much my initial opinion is, well, no, that's that's not for me. And suddenly, like it's, yeah, this whole oh, it's just porn for middle aged women. And then once I actually started hearing about the contents of the book and I started doing a bit of reading, you know, and essays and that, it's like, this is like yes, yeah, really not even, for me. Now. I wouldn't even give it that much attention. As soon as like, <laughs> well, no, because if I, if I, if I, if I have an opinion about it, I want to be informed. Yeah, I heard no, there wasn't a single gun in it, so I didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to have an opinion about it. I don't want anything to well, do no, with it. No, I, I want an opinion about it because for me, it's portraying something that I find 
like I find a big problem in society well, nowadays. What I find as a girl when you say you like reading, people ask you, "Oh, have you read Fifty Shades?" It's like it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> I read real books. Yeah, but don't I find ask. a lot of people who actually like it don't actually read. No, yeah. I know a lot of people that are they're not. Now this might sound a bit elitist, but they're not readers. Yeah. They're not people that are like. Oh, what are you reading now? Or that? It's like they have literally read one book, and that's Fifty Shades. It's like Smutty Dan Brown. It kind of is. <laughs> oh, did you hear Dan Brown is releasing a young <gasps> no, adult? Yeah, don't was, care. Uh, He's releasing a young adult uh, adaptation of the Da Vinci Code because because he said that because the Da Vinci Code is so hard to follow. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yes, like, like nearly word for word. What Shut he said. up. The Magico is like for Egypt. Yeah, I remember it came out, so I was like, what, 16 or something? Yeah, it's like, the, it's like what you're, the points you're getting across here are not that hard to follow. Yeah, it's like when you're in school, you have to do Dickens and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not talented. <laughs> right, uh, let's, let's, uh. Yeah, call the jury. <laughs> let's, uh, uh, I think we're done with that. Let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about some more. Enjoy, Bang Call of Duty, people. Live from your grave. 